Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Capital Cast Perspectives on Progress. I'm Peter Hancock. In the wake of the violent killing of George Floyd, an African-American man in Minneapolis, at the hands of a white police officer, protests and demonstrations have erupted throughout the United States and throughout Illinois. Most of them have been peaceful, some of them not. Recognizing that there needs to be a new conversation about race relations in Illinois, we've launched this series to hear from black leaders about their perspectives on racial inequities in law enforcement, the demonstrations that have been taking place, and how they think Illinois can move forward from here. We're starting with members of the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus. Today, we talk with Representative Emmanuel Chris Welch of Hillside. He represents the 7th District, which includes parts of the western suburbs of Chicago, where some of the demonstrations have taken place. I started off asking him what went through his mind when he first saw the video of George Floyd. Um, I talked to some young people at a protest here in Springfield the other day, and one young woman said that she was horrified but not surprised. Um, we've seen these things so many times now. Uh, has the shock value just... It should be noted at this point that my interview with Representative Welch took place on Wednesday, June 3rd. That same day, it was announced that the charge against Officer Derek Chauvin, the one seen pressing his knee into George Floyd's neck, was upgraded to second-degree murder, and the other three officers, who are shown standing at the scene not intervening, were charged with aiding and abetting. That was more than a week after Floyd's death. From there, our conversation turned to the ongoing protests, including the violent protests that broke out in Chicago that week. Okay, so what goes through your mind when you watch the protests both there in Chicago and across the country? There seem to be two different sets, uh, very peaceful protests and then some that are more violent. of voices that 
So what's I the not for any circumstances, Peter, condone the violence and the loot. I don't think it's ever right to break into businesses, burn police cars, damage reporters, equipment and, and, and hurt reporters, people that are just doing their jobs. I don't condone that. But you have to understand uh, and at least understand why that behavior is happening. Some of it is happening just because you have provocateurs and opportunists out there trying to make that happen. Some of that is happening because you literally have fringe groups out there trying to, to make those things happen. But a lot of the looting and things are happening because of poverty and institutional racism. So what's the mood right now in your district? What are you hearing from your own constituents? So what do you think needs to change? I mean, you say we need to bring an end to the institutional racism. Um, but just kind of step by step, specifically, what do we need to change? Uh, how does the national conversation need to change? Uh, is there anything, does the media need to change the way it, it covers these events? Well, you asked a, a bunch of questions. Okay, there. sorry. <laughs> to 
governor needs to release at least 80% of those hundreds of millions of contact tracing dollars to black nonprofits so that in our community we can address uh, this particular issue and stop black deaths, contain the spread of the virus, and all at the same time create jobs. We need business relief. All these businesses that were already suffering because of COVID-19 and now are further suffering because of uh, looting, uh, the governor needs to immediately release the $400 million that was just passed in the, uh, the budget last week uh, and get it in the hands of these black businesses uh, so that the final nail in their coffin is not put in there. Uh, businesses are struggling, and we get we got to address it right away. Poverty is real. People are already at home for the last three months. Uh, you know, many of them unemployed and can't get through to our flooded IDES system. They didn't get a stimulus check. People are acting out. We need immediate stimulus checks so that people can be fed and clothed. Uh, you know, people need mortgage and rental assistance. We have $458 million in that new budget for mortgage and rental assistance. People who are right now worried about how they're going to pay their rent or pay their mortgage, the state needs to step up and help them with that mortgage relief and rental relief ASAP. Addressing poverty and institutional racism is how you're going to put an end to this. You mentioned there, you know, people who were already suffering because of uh, the pandemic. Um, do you think that's something uh, with the timing of the George Floyd killing? Uh, were people was there kind of a mass, I don't, I don't know, feeling of pressure and anxiety <clears throat> already just from being locked inside for 10 weeks that when, <clears throat> when George Floyd happened, it just kind of fed on top of all of the angst everybody was feeling already? I, I, I think that cannot be ignored. I think the fact that we all have been uh, in our homes for the last uh, 10 weeks uh, on top of the pressures that have come with folks who are unemployed, uh, with no income coming in, uh, and trying to figure out how they're going to meet their daily needs. Um, and you, you couple that with yet another unarmed black man killed senselessly at the hands of a, uh, of a police officer who clearly didn't care, uh, even while being taped in broad daylight, uh, you had a recipe uh, for a poisonous stew. Okay. Um, what would you like to see from your colleagues going forward, particularly your Republican colleagues? Well, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle are quick to um, uh, oppose uh, reforms when it comes to law enforcement. Uh, and I know the Black Caucus uh, uh, had a press conference yesterday, uh, and we're going to be proposing uh, reforms, uh, and until we dress these institutional systemic issues that are negatively impacting African Americans in our state and our country, we're going to have a problem. Uh, and so they're going to have to keep an open mind uh, and not come in defensively and immediately uh, oppose uh, a lot of these reforms we're going to put forward. Uh, some of them are former police officers, and they still come in there and think like police officers and are always on the, on the defense or always guarded. Put your guards down. Listen, uh, we have a lot of good ideas, and uh, we're willing to work through, work, work through uh, to get it all done. Okay. Um, there was one other thing going through my mind 
and it seems to have escaped me now. Um, oh, about uh, there in the Chicago area and the west suburbs, how would you describe the relationship between the community and local law enforcement? Is it as tense in your area as it is in the other places where we've seen riots breaking out? So it's not as intense as you've seen in the city of Chicago proper uh, or in other urban cities across the country. Uh, but as you can imagine here in suburban uh, Chicago, uh, I have a, a great deal of constituents who have the utmost trust in our law enforcement. Uh, they've done a great job uh, in protecting our communities these last few days. But I, I also have uh, communities uh, with pockets of large poverty, people that have uh, uh, been discriminated against and disproportionately impacted uh, by institutional racism and poverty. And many of those folks do not trust law enforcement. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't think we can rest uh, until we address everyone's issues and there's justice and equality for all. Okay. Anything else you want to add? No, Peter, I think you were very thorough. A lot of questions. Okay. Uh, I, do, I do think the, the media question that you asked earlier um, should be addressed. And I do think the media should be mindful uh, of uh, what they portray on a daily basis in print and on TV. Uh, because sometimes, you know, uh, it comes back when, when all you portray is, is violence and destruction and don't talk about the solutions. Uh, that could be part of the problem. And I think as a former person who worked in media for seven years at WGN-TV, uh, sometimes you got to go beyond uh, the headlines and, and cover the issues in depth uh, and so to help us root out uh, some of these problems. Nothing wrong with good old-fashioned investigative reporting That was State Representative Emmanuel Chris Welch of Hillside, and this has been a special edition of Capital Cast Perspectives on Progress. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a statehouse reporting project of the Illinois Press Foundation. Our theme music is by Kevin McLeod. Until next time, this is Peter Hancock saying thank you for listening. Music